guys. So today we are going to talk about opening up and being transparent and really being open to feedback, help, and really generally working on your self-awareness. So we are lucky to be able to be surrounded by people who are unbelievably fit and successful and they eat healthy and for the most part people have stuff pretty dialed in and so anytime we get the opportunity to be inside of a community like that we want to be thinking about how can i maximize what i'm getting out of the people around me and then how can i maybe provide value to those people around me so recently i've been having some communication with some of the younger people inside of friendship just about finances, right? And so this is one of those things where I feel like, much like health and fitness, people really keep things kind of close to the vest on. And we kind of have started to do this with a lot of things in our society where in reality, they're all things that we need help and we need education and we maybe even need a coach on. But our society has not set us up for success to receive coaching or teaching on a lot of these important things like nutrition, health and fitness, and finances. One of the things that I was lucky enough to be able to do when I was in the army was mentor young soldiers who are having financial problems. And as you can imagine, a lot of you know, 17, 18, 19 year old kids who sign up for the military and go into the infantry maybe aren't coming from the best means or the best situations. And a lot of them received pretty hefty signing bonuses when I was in. Uh, I received a $20,000 signing bonus. So you can imagine a kid who maybe comes from you know, not the greatest background, maybe hasn't ever seen money, and also has never been out on his own, has never bought a car, has never bought food, or, you know, known about savings or anything along those lines, you can imagine what happens, right? They go crazy, they buy gold and diamond necklaces, they buy their girlfriends expensive jewelry and shoes and all these things that they really can't afford uh, because a lower enlisted soldier is making about $17,000 a year. And unfortunately, around a lot of military bases, uh, car dealers specifically will kind of predatorily seek out some of these privates with a lot of extra cash to burn and money to spend. And so what you get is a lot of, you know, adjustable rate leases and, you know, no money down and all these different kinds of things. And so after about, you know, eight months, uh, interest rates balloon up to like 30% and uh, these car payments became unsustainable for a lot of these soldiers. And so what I had to do was uh, we would have to go through counseling and we would have to go and renegotiate a lot of debt that they would accumulate. And so I kind of got in the habit of, of helping young people go through this process. And it's something that I found to be an extremely valuable life lesson to be able to help people with this. And then it's also something that I found that's like, man, this is really not anything. There's, there's not a lot of schools. There's not a lot of, um, you know, free options to go and help mentor these kids who are never taught any of this stuff. And unfortunately, what's sort of happened inside of this world, and I know a lot of you guys might not... Um, you know, resonate with this. But what's happened in this world is 
these people who are debt relief agencies, they see, I guess you would say suckers, right? They see people who are easy targets for them to earn a quick buck and take advantage of. And so they'll buy up all your debt for you and they'll put you on these payment structures and then they make money off of it. And so unfortunately it becomes kind of this big predatory world towards these people who were maybe just never necessarily taught the right way to do things. So, you know, I bring this up because, um, you know, Maria and I, when we kind of first started dating and we looked at moving in, we had talked about it and I told her, you know, one of the most important things I think to talk about is money. Uh, we need to have open and clear communication about that. If we are going to decide to live together, we need to come to a clear understanding of if we're going to get shared bank accounts or, you know, how we're going to have separation for animals and all those different kinds of things. And so a big part of that when we first started was grabbing and pulling her credit report. And, you know, for her, unfortunately at the time, she had become a victim of uh, a lot of this world. She, you know, had never really been educated on credit or credit cards. She didn't understand credit card debt. She didn't understand interest rates. And so she had gotten into some bad habits and she had gotten into some trouble. And it was really, honestly, probably the only time to date where I've ever actually really seen Maria really cry. Uh, and the reason is, and what happens is it's this gigantic weight that is crushing down on top of you. And it's just always there and it's always lingering. And the the real unfortunate part is you feel trapped. You feel like you can't get out of it because you don't have all of the information or the education available to you. And so this is one of those things where it was an amazing moment and something that I always look back in our relationship for me to be able to help her get out of that and kind of free her from the chains of, you know, thousands of dollars of credit card debt and issues and bad credit reports, and all these different things. And so, you know, now I'm, I'm happy to say that she's saving money uh, every month and she's, you know, debt free outside of uh, some student debts that don't, you know, accumulate a lot of interest or anything. And so she's completely in control of her finances. And I bet that she would tell you that that's a great feeling and a huge weight off her shoulders, knowing that, you know, if she pops a flat tire, she's not going to, you know, be struggling financially for months and months and months just to pay off that hundred or two hundred dollars. So how does this play in, right? And this is kind of what I want you guys to think about is this was something that Maria was dealing with and she was dealing with it by herself. She had nobody in her life who was willing to break past that barrier that we all put up. We are all trying to, you know, look like we're so successful and we're so pretty and we have all these, you know, amazing loving people around us on social media and that's what's outwardly portrayed. But a lot of people are struggling with things like this behind the scenes. And if we're not open and we're not transparent and we never look at somebody and just say, you know, I need some help. Like, I'm really struggling with this. Do you know anything about it? Do you know anybody else who knows anything about it? And we have people in the gym who can help you with an amazing variety of things, whether that be health and wellness, whether that be financial, buying your first house, buying your first car, whatever it might be. We have trustworthy people in and around who can help you. And at the very least, they can give you the information, the education, so you don't get ripped off with it. But that's what I want you guys to be thinking about is it starts with understanding the problem. And then you have to be open to communicating with people 
about the fact that you need some help because otherwise it's going to pile up on top of you. It's going to become overwhelming and that's going to be this gigantic ball of stress that sits on top of you and you're not going to necessarily ever get to the point where you get better at it. You know, so if we look at something different or maybe a different example, one of the ways that I use this for is I like to talk and communicate a lot with parents about having kids. You know, I'm at that time in my life, I'm 33 and Maria's 30 and you know, I've been married coming up on a year and I think that, you know, it's one of those big questions for us. I think we have a lot of hangups about it and we're just not entirely sure kind of where we want to go with things. But luckily, we have a lot of amazing parents in the gym who have raised great kids. And, uh, you know, it's nice for me to be able to communicate in the same breath with somebody who has a 22-year-old, a 19-year-old, and a 16-year-old. And then right next to them, there's somebody with an 8, a 6, and a 4-year-old. And then right next to them is somebody with a 1.5-year-old and a 2-month-old. And so I can get this wide range of exposure to all of the different kind of stages of being a dad or being a parent. And I think the biggest thing is it takes me being vulnerable and truly saying, you know, this is what scares me about it and looking at another person and saying, how did you handle that? Or is that actually something that I should be scared about? And I think then I can get some answers and I can get some information. And I don't think that that's something that's always readily available to us in such a uh, wide spanning capacity, right? A lot of people might get that from their parents. They might be able to communicate some of those things. Um, but then you're asking your parents to talk to you about you as a kid, which, you know, you might, might be 30 years removed. And, you know, that a lot of things have changed. Kid being a kid and having, uh, or being a parent at this time is so much different with all the electronics and how much faster they grow up and schools are changing so rapidly. And so, you know, it's, it's better to maybe have a little bit more of a fresh view. And then also we get to talk to people who, you know, have shown that they have a, a desire to improve themselves and health and wellness, and that's a priority for them. And they want to make sure that they have time to, you know, exercise and socialize and still do these things, but have time still to, you know, be a great parent. And so it's good for me to kind of understand with people in my own life situation how they've battled through some of those things. And then lastly, guys, one of the things that I've seen over the last uh, few kind of days and weeks, um, you know, we've been been going out and doing some body fat percentage scans and stuff with, um, you know, people maybe outside of the CrossFit gym. And I've been communicating with a few other people who have, you know, been working in jobs or been in communities where they see the obesity epidemic really much more abruptly in their face. But what we see is when we get outside of people who are going out of their way to work on their health and fitness, like they are in our little bubble at CrossFit, and and we start to get them being aware of their own situation, it's scary for them, and they don't know what to do. It's kind of like you know Maria with her debt. And it's awesome, and I feel excited that I'm there to help them. But you can tell there isn't that degree of trust yet. So what I recommend to you guys is this is who you can be for somebody else. 
is if you have a friend or if you have a family member, you have somebody in your life who you can tell needs some health and fitness help, who is really struggling with that. You might be the person who can break through or communicate and just get them to open up and be transparent and tell you about their fears and say, you know, have you ever thought about the fact that, you know, you might be clinically obese and you might, you know, be pre-diabetic and, you know, you're in your 20s and that's something that, you know, I'd love to help you with, um, you know, but I need to know why you don't think that's a big deal. I need to know why you're not out there going after things. And typically what you'll find is people will say that they're they're scared. They're scared of going into a gym. They're intimidated. They're, you know, they don't know what to do when it comes to eating and exercising. There's no education or information available to them. And whatever answer you get, then you can start to create a path for that person to actually make some help. It's an amazing gift. And it's something that you guys are fully equipped to start helping people with. But it takes getting to a place of real conversation. And I try my best to every single day have some sort of a meaningful conversation with, with somebody. Um, you know, this podcast is actually spurred by JC and I having a communication. And JC is one of our, um, you know, afternoon class members. He's um, in medical school right now. And you guys might have read some of his blog posts. But we had a long conversation just about, you know, the state of the country and how we feel we can actually make a benefit. And one of the thing I, things I told him is it's so important for us, you guys, the people who kind of get it, right, to have a louder voice, right? You have to communicate it. And it's not, you know, I don't want to say bragging, but it's not talking about your own successes with CrossFit, which that can be a way to maybe get some people interested but, um, you know, if I post on social media myself doing a workout, that's not going to cause my friend who really needs to get involved with health and fitness to reach out to me and open up, right? What it is going to mean is that I actually have to sit down and I have to ask somebody, you know, hey, is everything okay? Like, I'd love to help you with this. Um, you know, I, I've found success with CrossFit and it's been life-changing for me. I'd love to help you find some place for you that's going to help you get there. But thinking about how you can maybe have more impact or more of a loud voice to get out there and get in front of somebody who, if they open up, if they can become transparent to you, you know that you could help them. So we have two different action items this week. And the first action item is going to be working on ourselves. And what that's going to mean is sitting and thinking about something that is maybe weighing on you or, you know, it could even just be something like, you know, you lost somebody recently, could be a relationship, could be a death in the family, and you haven't actually sat down and really talked to anybody about it. Or it could be something bigger, right? It could be talking about your finances. It could be talking about, you know, I'm uh, thinking about asking this girl to marry me and I'm terrified and I'd love to, you know, talk to you about how you knew that, you know, Maria was the right girl for you. And 
take a second and think about what that thing in your life is that maybe you could use some help or just some guidance or some communication. It doesn't have to be talking to somebody in the gym, but like I said, the gym has a pretty awesome wide variety of amazing kick-ass people, so don't be afraid to maybe start there. But if you guys need to, communicate with a family member or a friend, take them out to coffee, and just sit and have a real conversation. I can't stress enough how much this is like ingrained in us as humans and we need it so badly. Like it's, it's there all the time and every one of us has something that we can work on, but we're so stuck between, you know, our phones and our email and stuff to do and, uh, you know, YouTube and Netflix and blah, 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 blah. Right. So get out of that and find somebody to go and sit and have a real conversation with. I promise you, you will feel so much better if you go and just do that one thing. And then secondly, if you can, if you come across the situation, you may or you may not. But if you, if when I was talking about it a second ago, somebody popped into your head, don't be afraid to initiate the communication with them could be as simple as, hey man, I was just thinking about you when I was listening to this podcast. I love you. I hope you're doing well. Let me know if you know you need anything and uh, you know I'm here for you and we should go out and grab some coffee sometime soon. Uh, but if you think that somebody in your life is struggling with something that you just have locked down, maybe you are like just kick ass with personal finance, right? And you're dialed in and you save money and you invest it well every single month and year. And, you know, you're making a lot with a little, um, you know, I always tell people when I was in the army, you know, I think my salary average was maybe $19,000 and I was still maxing out my investments in my IRA retirement accounts when I was 21 years old, making $19,000 a year. Um, and it just required some discipline, right? And so I think those are the things where if you know you're a rock star at something, you know, don't be afraid to, you know, reach out to somebody you can tell is maybe struggling with some of those things. And don't be afraid to just have some real conversation with a friend. So those are kind of our two action items. One's working on yourself, find somebody to, to talk to uh, about the struggles that you're having. And then the second one is find a way for you to maybe help somebody else. And so both of these require us to get out get off of our phones and, you know, have a real conversation with somebody. And that's a little bit of the homework also, because I think that's just awesome. But open up, be transparent, you know, talk about your life, talk about your struggles, talk about your fears. It's one of those things that I enjoy doing this podcast for is it's causing me to communicate to you guys about things that I've struggled with, or we, me and Maria, or me and my family have struggled with uh, in years past and things that I've been able to overcome and kind of how I've overcome those. And uh, I hope that that, you know, reaches some of you guys today in uh, the right mindset. And, you know, maybe it can be your call to action to get some help. Love you guys.